this was not one that you saw coming. Uh, a lot of the Washington Wizards players were out. And, um, yeah, just just felt like the ball. Okay, there's a, there's a couple of different points that I want to make here, but it really did feel like this was a game where the ball just did not go the Jazz's way and it went Washington Wizards' way. I, I usually never like to revert to that, but there were just multiple times where it was like there was one where Olenek went up and Porzingis for a rebound and it, it, it ended up going in, and then that three-pointer... Uh, I don't even know who shot it on the Wizards. It bounced, got the bounce on the front of the rim and went in for a three-point shot. And we just couldn't get enough traction. Uh, the thing that stood out to me the most, and I would love for you guys to t- give a take on this, was Mike Conley. Now, I believe Mike Conley's been intricate to us being this good so far, and a and a, a very important piece, but to me, they were keying in on Mike Conley and Jordan Clarkson. As far as Jordan Clarkson defensively, they had a big guy on him. They seemed like they were playing team defense and just suffocating him. And Clarkson just didn't didn't get his shots off that he he usually does. He still had 18 points. Um, but he went two for eight from the three-point line and eight for 18. And then as far, far, I need to slow down. As far as Conley, they literally were running the pick and roll every time. And they were just setting a simple pick with Porzingis. And we continue to switch Mike Conley onto Porzingis. And I tweeted out, stop switching the screens. There are a few times we stopped switching and we we got the ball out of Porzingis' hands. But Porzingis goes for 31 points. Like, he's good, but he's not that good. He's not, he's not 31 and 10. And I also tweeted out during the game, this is a game where Kessler needed to play more. Um either put him on Porzingis and make Porzingis drive to the hoop and shoot twos instead of threes. What was Porzingis from three? Four for eight, 50%. Come on. Come on. If you make Porzingis drive to the basket, he uses more energy, and he he doesn't get 31, in my opinion. Um, I would have even preferred to foul him and just get him tired, but... It looked like the Jazz were tired tonight, which is really weird because we had two days off. It was almost like uh, when you're in the, the, a playoff series and you have a two-day break and you almost like lose your rhythm. It was more like that. It, it was like we had lost our rhythm and our groove and mentally we were able to just take a break and we could never get back in it. Now... We only lost by nine points. There were multiple times where we got within six. Um, would you? Would I say that we gave ourselves a chance to win? Probably not. Um, yeah, probably not because it, it just felt like you know six was as close as we were ever going to get. I also tweeted Mike Conley came in at like six minutes thirty nine, and I said that's the end. Like. When we made our comebacks and, and our runs, it was with our young guys, Sexton, 
THT, Beasley was playing great defense. And then Vanderbilt, I, I, I'm guessing his injury got aggravated again because he, he never came back in in the fourth quarter. So um, once Conley came back in, I just knew the way that they were keying on him and just setting that pick, which is exactly what they went back to on the right-hand side of the floor. Conley comes in, Porzingis sets the screen. They switch it. If he doesn't switch, then Porzingis just just goes to the basket. And I believe Will Hardy's done a fantastic job up till this point, and he's made really great adjustments. I would say tonight Will Hardy also had an off night as far as who to end in the game. I thought Sexton should have ended this game instead of Conley because he had more energy. Um, Clarkson, I could see ending just cause, you know, we needed threes at the end to, to try and get some momentum, but Beasley was on fire. I would have had Beasley. I think Beasley actually did finish. I would have had THT Beasley and Sexton as the three guards and then Kessler and Mowry or Lowry. Um, I, I was predicting that Olenek would have went off tonight and he struggled shooting. Uh, he was before tonight leading the league in three-point percentage, and he may have just lost that. Let's see what he was, four for 10, so 40%. Not bad. I guess we're so used to him hitting 50% of his shots that him missing one of those uh, feels like an off night. But even from the, oh, no, sorry, sorry, sorry. That was field goal attempts. Three-point line, he hit two for five, which is still 40%. Um. The big thing that jumps off on the box score, and I'm usually not a big box score guy, but this was this is like this was a weird kind of game. Uh, just the momentum, and it, it felt like we could not get back on defense, and that may be something that is a downfall with this team. I noticed it during the Atlanta game, and. The Wizards may have picked up on that, and, and they really rammed it down our throats a couple times. I mean, Kuzma had one easy basket. Lowry, you could tell, was screaming, and it's like, you just pick the ball up. Like, don't let the guy go the entire length of the floor. Pick the ball up and let someone else pick up your guy. And Will Hardy called the timeout immediately after that. Um Welcome, guys. If you guys want to speak, go ahead and request. I'm just getting out on my thoughts real quick. So the thing that jumps out on the box score, we lost by nine points. And they shot exactly nine more free throws than us. Uh, I was going back and forth a little bit with JC's drip. And, you know, he's like, I'm, I'm irate at this because Sexton had that um, and one or the continuation where he made the, or sorry, he didn't make the basket. It should have been goaltending and continuation. They called the, the foul on the, on the ground. And then there was another one where THT went in and just totally got fouled and didn't get a call. But overall, I mean, refs can always be not good, but I just felt like the jazz were not even being aggressive enough to get those fouls called fouls called for them. We actually shot really well from the, the free throw line at 90%. They shot 85, but again, they get nine more, so nine more attempts. So if, if we are a little bit more aggressive, I think we're right there in this game. Turnovers, um, we have 17, they have 14. Sorry, that's player fouls. We have 12, they had nine. 
and the assist. See, this is really weird because I said the assist, if we get over 30, I feel like that's our sweet spot. And we got 33 to their 27. So um, I just felt like this is a game Kessler needed to play more. He got 15 minutes and Olenek gets 28. I think you swap those minutes and have very different results because he clogs up the middle. And I feel like he could have affected Porzingis a little bit more. Um, also, I mean, if you have Vando in the fourth quarter, that changes it too. But simply for his rebounding, like we we just we couldn't get a rebound. There was second chance points. I don't have the second chance points pulled up, but I'd be interested in that. So um, what are your guys' thoughts as far as the Mike Conley thing? Because... I, I felt like that last year when him and Donovan were on the floor together, but like they were just, it was so easy for them to score. All they did was set a pick with Porzingis on Conley. And then it, and then it was either if they switched, they throw it to Porzingis and he scores. Yeah, I, I agree. Hang I on, agree hang on. Coach Hardy's talking. So save that thought. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Long stretch there where we let, Washington be very comfortable offensively. We did not communicate picking up the ball in transition. They were able to get some easy looks and you know, they got in a rhythm because of our lack of defensive intensity and credit to them. They they shot the crap out of it tonight and that's because they played great and we did not uh, help ourselves on the defensive end with our communication, our aggressiveness, uh, guarding the ball, helping our teammates. Um, you know, our, our game offensively was fine. We had 33 assists on 44 baskets and made 14 threes. Um, but the team defense tonight was not there. We fouled too much. Um, so we got to bounce back tomorrow, but credit to the Wizards. Uh, they played a great game. Um, glad we get to play tomorrow. On Kuzma, I believe, had just gone full court with his right hand and shot a layup after a made basket only because no one picked up the ball. And because of how we play offensively, because of us trying to crash the glass, there are always going to be cross matches getting back on defense. That's just a part of the game based on how we play offensively. So um, with as much switching as there is in the NBA as well, it contributes to a lot of cross matches. And so communication early in the shot clock defensively is imperative and we did a very poor job of that tonight. How would you describe Lowry's Um, I don't think you saw Lowry's best game. Um, I thought he was okay. I thought he did a decent job offensively, um, you know, picking his spots. I think defensively, um, like a lot of our team, uh, it wasn't his best night, but I don't think that's you know necessarily individual to Lowry. I wasn't. I wouldn't single him out as the reason that we lost tonight. It was a group effort on the defensive end. Um, but uh, he, Lowry played fine. Uh, I would have liked to have seen us fight a little bit harder. I would have liked to have seen us not foul him shooting jump shots in the first half. Um, you know, a great player like that gets to go to the free throw line and see a bunch go in. 
it really helps him get in his rhythm and then he hits some tough ones like get that step back in the first half at the end of the shot clock which you know that's a great player making a great play but we can't help great players get in a rhythm by being undisciplined uh, we can try to prevent the switch, but once the switch happens, we have to do a better job of sitting down and getting underneath that guy and not letting him just walk us down to where he wants to catch the ball. Yeah. We did not. I thought our team was relatively aggressive. Um, I think there were some times where we could have done a better job playing through contact, but you know that's the that's the nature of the sport. Sometimes, sometimes um, you end up at the free throw line a lot, and sometimes you don't. But I don't think that it was because we didn't drive the ball or attack the basket. Um, I thought there were some plays where we probably started pivoting instead of playing through the contact and going up to the rim, but. I'd have to watch those on film, but I don't think that the free throws was necessarily because we didn't try to attack the rim. Um, obviously, one of the teams calling for has done that up defensively. Mm -hmm. Why do you think they won? Yeah, I'm not sure. It's uh, there's a lot of games uh, during an NBA season, and some nights the communication is just a little bit off. Um, you know, I, I don't think it stems from like a want to or an effort. I think when the communication isn't sharp, you end up behind the curve on a lot of plays. And so it's hard to make up for it with just raw effort. Um, I think the games previous to this, we've been much better at communicating and it's helped us be in solid position to start the possessions. But um, if you let NBA players get, get daylight or get around the corner just because of your communication, um, it's hard. It's hard to stop them. So I think it started with our communication, and then it's hard for the effort to catch up to that. Uh, do you think part of that communication might be like so many guys want so many different things last year and the chemistry still kind of get more done? I'm not sure that's the case. Um, I mean, that's, that's part of what we're doing as a group is we're continuing to get more and more on the same page every day. But this is the 14th game of the year, and... I thought it was our worst game communication-wise defensively. So, um, you know, there's things that we have to continue to work out as a staff and as a team, um, but I'm not sure that tonight was because of the newness of the group. Think about it. Only four fast break points. They only force nine turnovers. They only create 11 free throw opportunities. <laughs> All those equal yeah. the same thing, right? Not enough intensity, not enough action, not enough... Yeah, so these guys are kind of hitting on what we hit on, but uh, yeah, I think I think when Hardy goes back and watches film, he'll disagree as as far. I know, well, I guess playing through contact, but the Washington Wizards remind me a lot of our team, like with the length that they have. I mean, uh, Kuzma, Porzingis, and that ad, uh, what's his name, Avdija. They were all standing together, and they looked about the same size. And I, I feel like their length really hurt us on what we were trying to do offensively. But let's go back to whoever was speaking before Coach Hardy came on. Go ahead, and and uh, the mic's yours. Um, no, I was just going on Mike Conley, and I know we definitely saw it 
Um, I know all the Jazz fans are heartbroken. We saw that in the playoffs last year. They kind of just were hunting for Conley every time, Was it whether it was Brunson, whether it was Luka, whether it was whoever it was. They were just trying to get Conley. Um, but I think we lost the game tonight. Like I like what Hardy was saying is we shot the ball well. We had 33 assists on 44 backs baskets. I don't obviously we went cold for a little bit there, but offensively I don't think we had a horrible night. I don't think it was our best night, but I don't think we had a bad night. I think we 100% lost this game defensively, and the pick and roll just killed us. I mean, it literally it was it it seemed the whole entire game as soon as they went to the pick and roll they were going to get a bucket out of it. it when we started coming back six point game pick and roll get the switch and they would just go to business and it just it was really frustrating because i mean i knew you were you were touching on it saying don't switch don't switch and just switched and switched and switched and there was it seemed like there was no energy or no hustle to fight over the screen or get around the screen or go under the screen or just try to fight so you didn't have to switch and unfortunately this is one of those i guess I would say trap games because I mean, Jazz aren't very aren't weren't favored in most of their games so far this year, but we were definitely favored in this one, and especially without Bradley Beal, I it's a tough loss. I mean, definitely a winnable game. Shot the ball okay, but I would have liked to again see a little bit more minutes for Walker Kessler um, defensively, and I would have liked. I know he had a good game tonight, but again, he's just looking like it's. Every game he looks like he's closer to retirement and Rudy Gay. <laughs> I would love to see less minutes from him. And Colin Sexton should have played a lot more as well. I think he, again, young bull, he seems to always have energy. And then just to finish up on it is, yeah, I think if Vando's in in the fourth quarter, I think maybe we have a little bit better of a shot. Again, I don't think defensively we were, we were that good. But obviously, you add a guy like Vando in, six nine, athletic and long. He can definitely get you some defensive rebounds, and who knows, maybe some second chance points as well, and get some stops. But definitely frustrating, and thought we should have been better. Yeah, thanks for your thoughts. Um, I, I agree with you. Like as far as the Mike Conley and pick and roll, it, it's like okay, at least try something different. Go under, go over, you know send a double team at Porzingis but we just kept doing the same thing over and over and the point that gave me hope in this game I know that it was probably our worst game of the season and even Hardy said you know is our worst communicating or our worst game as far as communication goes um but even that being said you had players that were playing well Vando or uh Beasley was hitting his shots and digging in on defense I feel like he should have got, let's see how many minutes he got. Beasley, 29, so that's good. Sexton uh, should have stayed in, and THT. And then Kessler, like, I I had hope that Coach Hardy was going to leave those guys in to finish, and then uh, Lowry Markinen, Kessler, and those three guards that uh, I felt like were digging in defensively. And this really was a game that came down to we we needed stops because offensively um, we weren't on fire like we usually are. I mean, they only hit two more three-pointers than us. Uh, they shot more effective, 44% to our 35%. And from the field, we made the same amount of baskets. So um, that's that's what 
I was saying earlier is it comes down to the the free throws. Like they had 11 more attempts. I, I just feel like if you get a little bit closer, you get some juice going. But uh, yeah, thanks for sharing your thoughts. Um, let's go over to, let's see, I think everyone's, no, not everybody's requested. Uh, if you other guys want to talk on here, we pre, we would love to hear from you. Um, but let's go over to Dallin. Let's let's hear your thoughts, buddy, and and save your Rudy Gay comments because we're about to really get into that in a later segment. <laughs> no, no, I was just gonna open a can on him, but no, um, they are very long and athletic, and have a lot of guys that can handle the ball that are long and athletic, and um, I feel like. Um, uh, Doncic or uh, Jokic or a Przingis type are the ones that are exposing us like crazy. And like you were saying that they just switch on Mike Conley and just take advantage of that mismatch. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I, Vando being gone, I didn't know mean so much, but. I, I don't know that, like, we weren't um, – the defensive intensity, like Will Hardy was saying, just uh, wasn't there. We weren't engaged enough. Um, uh, on the offensive end, the ball stuck a lot more. Um, it was just – it wasn't the team effort that we're used to seeing that we've seen the first 13 games, I thought. I, I thought that Taylor Horton Tucker would just – have the ball and just do some crazy turnaround fadeaway shots. And it was just uh, irritating. And then Rudy Gay along with that. I mean, we will obviously get into that, but just some guys that shouldn't have been taking shots or the ball should have been rotating more. Yeah. And if you go to the box score, uh, like I feel like Sexton was kind of getting into a groove. He ended up with 17 points shot well from the field, six for nine. Uh, So that's why I, I, I just feel like he's, 10 times the defender that Conley is. And if you keep switching that screen and leaving a guard on Porzingis, at least Sexton can get up into him and is, is quicker. If Porzingis tries to go around him, I know they tried that with Beasley a few times uh, or Beasley, I believe was guarding Kuzma and then Taylor Horton Tucker. Uh, he led the box score in plus minus <laughs> with 13. So I felt like, he does have some questionable shots, but he had 12 points, uh, hit a three, and um, I just feel like Horton Tucker is one to have in on, for the defensive end, uh, you know, over over Clarkson possibly. Clarkson can light it up, but when you need defense and we just need a defense, and maybe Washington Wizards figured something out with us because they, they were running the ball a lot like the Hawks, but Kuzma's size, he had 23. Uh, this, what's his name? This Ad Avdija shoots four for six. He's a nice player. Yeah, he, he was good. He really impressed me. Uh, he's He's got length. Um, this other Kispert finished with 18. So, like, if you look at their box score, Hachimura had some great plays, finished with 11. They were really balanced and uh, to me, it just felt like the roles were reversed a little. Like it felt like they were us tonight, and we were just the ball was not dropping on 
a few plays. Uh, there was that one three that hit the front of the rim and somehow bounced in, like when the momentum felt like it was kind of finally shifting our way. They they hit that shot, and there's another one where Olenek went up and for a rebound with Porzingis, and it ended up going in their basket just like, what the heck? So uh, sometimes the ball just doesn't fall, and it rolls the other team's way, and – you know, sure. at the end of the night, we still only lost by nine. Um, right. So, yeah, it's it, it was for sure our, our worst performance of the game, our worst performance of the season so far. But uh, let's go over to Tevin. Let me let me get you on here. Go ahead, man. You talking to me? Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy, you're on. Uh, no, I totally, you know, I totally agree with that last sentiment. The ball just was not falling for us. There's just some nights where it's not your night, and tonight was not our night. <laughs> our defense, of course, wasn't wasn't great. I think there were, I think I counted like three times when between Bowler and Big T, they were like, "All right, we got to get some stops," because like the they were uh, the Jazz were getting to the rack quite a few times and knocking a three or two down and and we they just couldn't stop the wizards on the other side so credit to the wizards tonight for for uh getting some buckets as well and and stopping us here and there but man we just could not get stops and then capitalize on getting those stops so yeah and looking at the box score there's not huge discrepancies even with the free throw percentage we shot five percent better um turnovers they we had three more than them blocks they had five more than us so that's you know if that leads to fast break points that's a big deal uh stills about the same they had two more uh assists we had more rebounds they out rebounded us by four so like it, it we were there but uh yeah the energy just felt different. Uh, the next question I have, and maybe someone else that hasn't spoken answer this: If they have Bradley Beal, does that change everything? Like, is this a game that we got caught because they didn't have Bradley Beal and we didn't know what to expect? No, they. I think we lose this by a significant more bigger margin than we did already because Bradley Beal is. He is, oh my gosh, he's a guy. <laughs> yeah, I, I I kind of agree with you. I imagine Bradley Bill uh, running that pick and roll with Porzingis and us just getting slaughtered. Well, not, well, not just Porzingis. Like, imagine him with, with Kuzma, like, and then they, you got Kuzma and um, the other guy you were just talking about. That's other really Hachibura. long. That's kind of like, yeah. Well, is that well, kid a rookie? Yeah. Do you guys know? Oh, the, no, Rui's been in the league for a minute now. He's right. this, he's what four or five years in? No, no, uh, the Avdija guy. Oh, Deja's been in. I think he's year three. I've never heard of him until tonight. <laughs> yeah, he's year two right now. Yeah. Oh, so he's a sophomore. Okay. Yeah, I knew he'd been in for a minute, but anyway, yeah. But both of those guys with length, like. I can just imagine between Rui, Rui Hachimura, who I really, really love, um, Przingis and and Kuzma just running pick and rolls with with Bradley Bill, and then uh, between Rui and and uh, Kuzma just kind of running the point, then maybe like a point forward almost, and then finding Bradley Bill in, in the corner for an open three. Like, yeah, we would have lost by a significant more margin 
uh, with Bradley Bill on the floor because he's he's a talent, man. Yeah, it feels like these guys have kind of got something figured out. This is their third win in a row. Last game they beat uh, the Dallas Mavericks by eight. And then they've also beat the 76ers by 10. Um, They've beat the Detroit Pistons as well. But, yeah, like before this game, we were kind of talking, oh, yeah, this is a for sure win. But I think this team's better than we actually think they are. Yeah, I, I honestly think that they're on par with Atlanta. They have a lot of good role players that I didn't know about. So, well, and Will Barton, we haven't even talked about him. I mean, he's a defensive guy that can't, comes over from Denver. He had a big dunk on uh, Jordan Clarkson tonight, but yeah, it's he, he bodied Clarkson and, and THT. Man, holy cow! <laughs> yeah, n- not many people body THT either. So, um, yeah, I, I feel like this team is actually a pretty good team. I'm not terribly upset. I, I mean, I think coming in, it was, I chalked it up as just like a for sure win. But after watching them, I don't know if they were just on fire tonight, but they look like a, a really decent team and are kind of built like us with, with length. They've got people that can defend, but also people that can shoot and create offensively. Um, I actually like Hachimura a lot, too. Uh, he he didn't get a ton of minutes tonight. Let's see how many he got, but he's super effective when he, oh he did. Never mind. Twenty nine minutes, eleven points, four rebounds. Um, but he's he's just a good, nice, big, good, nice, big boy. <laughs> is, it, is it is it just me or I? So this is the th- uh, third Washington. Uh, I can't remember the other two games that Washington's played, but I've, I think it was against like Houston or somebody else. Anyway, I've because I've watched Rui because I really like him. Yeah, um, he is. So he is a Jordan Brand player. Um, he's gotten some really cool uh, special edition shoes. Anyway, um, going off on a tangent there, I feel like he specifically has a whole other level that he can get to like i feel like once he gets more of a kind of a handle and gets uh, more point guard like skills i guess i could say where he's really kind of taking the reins of you know let me let me just kind of do my own thing almost kind of like a laurie Markin or a Jokic or a uh, Giannis type of I- idea where he just kind of does his own thing i think that will be his next big step and really get into the like driving to the lane, uh, get foul. All the other shit. I think that's probably his, uh, a really big step that he can make and he'll be a legit all-star. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause I, I'm kind of with you. He, he doesn't feel like he's been fully unleashed and that could just be cause Porzingis is ahead of him and a lot of their offense runs through him. But I mean, he's a big body that that's mobile and, uh, it seems like he could be down there and bang with some some bigger guys too. Uh, I know that he might be a little undersized as far as like a true center, but yeah, I, I mean he would be the closest thing to their true center in in my opinion. But um, let's dive in <laughs> to the Rudy Gay discussion because Jazz Twitter once again was going off on him tonight. Let me just read his stats before, so uh, we we don't totally bash the guy, but I, I'm open to bashing him, actually. Uh, he finishes with eight points, 
two for four from the three-point line and three for six. So, like, he shot 50%, uh, one assist, three rebounds, no turnovers, plus eight. Uh, but it seems like Jazz fans just can't stand when he's on the floor. How do you guys feel? Yup. <laughs> yup. Come on, let let loose, let loose. Knees, man. He's got he's got an old body. <laughs> you can tell he does not want to hardly bend down at all. The, I don't know if you guys saw saw the, there were a couple plays where <laughs> there was one where he was standing on I think it was on the left side wing and Lori was calling for it for like a solid like oh, seven seconds. He's like, dude. I got, like, I, I can't remember who was, I don't know if it was Kuzma or who was on him, but Lori was calling for it for a solid seven seconds. And it seemed like Rudy was like, dude, get out of the way, I got this. And Lori was like, no, give me the ball. And finally he gave it to him, and he would have had, like, an easy turnaround layup or dunk or something, and, and he had to settle for a three. Luckily, Lori made it, but, oh, my gosh. So there was that, and then one other play where Rudy gave just, like, a totally found himself in a terrible situation in the post and holy cow there was a miracle where he just turned <laughs> he just turned around and made yeah, a tough, I remember a tough that turnaround one. shot that was a miracle in my opinion i'm like all right i'll give you that one already gave but like i i want you off the floor right now because give me like a boggy minutes or something man i want something else besides rudy game minutes right now all right let's let's turn it over to armani at a money uh, he just requested, and I believe you're a first-time speaker, so let yeah. loose. That was 17 minutes of useless basketball. <laughs> like, that shit was hard to watch. Yeah, I mean, because you look at the bo- the box score, and even you got to think Will Hardy. Like, a lot of people are saying, yeah, Hardy's good, but, like, what my one bone to pick with Coach is why is, he, yeah, why is he playing Rudy Gay? And you look at the box score, it's like, okay, he, he shot 50%, so, but it just feels like he doesn't belong on this team at all. He, when he gets the ball, he's totally looking to score, and then besides that, he's not giving you anything else if he's not scoring. <laughs> Rudy's yeah, that, hard to watch. Yeah, that thought comes to me. Exactly. Yeah, Rudy's just hard to watch. Yeah, go back to my timeline. I retweeted about every hate tweet there was about Rudy tonight, and some are pretty funny. <laughs> go, go, maybe we should just send uh, release Rudy Gay and just say to heck with it. We're just gonna, we're just gonna release him and send him over to the let him go to the dumpster fire that's Dude, L.A. right now. Yeah, they, in my opinion, they just need to buy him out. Like, just get him off the team. The one guy that stands out to me is give the minutes to Fontecchio. Like he had the one the one good game against Houston. He got in in the fourth quarter, hit some shots. He's about the same size. Like give that experience to Fontecchio. I don't care if Fontecchio misses every single shot, but at least he's in there getting experience and building. Like Rudy Gay is not going to be on this team next year, or hopefully not even the rest of this year. Fontecchio no. also try a little bit more on defense and he's a little bit more athletic and he's younger. Yeah, Funny enough about the L.A. thing is that I think Rudy Gay would actually be a positive. Um, for L.A.? To, for L.A. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but they're so bad, anything's positive with them. I was going to say, at this point, just throw Rudy Gay in the mix and see if see if it works. But no, I totally agree. I think Fontecchio needs to get in there. I, I can totally see him fouling out 
it, like if if for whatever miracle, if uh, Rudy Gay ends up being released here in the next game or two, and Fontecchio ends up taking those minutes, he'll probably foul out in the next next five games. But I'm okay with that because he needs to gain the experience and learn yeah. learn the game here in the NBA, and he will get he will he'll learn very quickly. I'm I'm sure of it. Yeah, there's even a tweet of saying someone saying give the minutes to Ogbaji Ochai. Which, yeah, I agree. And if you paid any attention to the Salt Lake Stars game, Ogbaji just shot terribly and, and basically produced nothing in that, that Salt Lake City Stars G League game. So it makes you a little bit worried. But, uh, yeah, give it to anybody else. Like, man, even even Nikhil Alexander-Walker, I know they're yeah, not the same, same size. That, that, that could have been distributed between Vando and... and um... And Clarkson had only played twenty five minutes. I'm not comfortable with that. When when you have Malik he Beasley only played twenty five minutes, he only played twenty five minutes. Yeah, I Malik think Beasley played twenty nine minutes. I think Coach was trying to figure something out defensively, and he he went for Clarkson uh, defensively and didn't give as many minutes when it really needed to be Conley. But I, I think Vanderbilt reaggravated his injury. Uh, Reaggravated yeah, his injury um, because he he didn't even play in the fourth quarter at all, and that did, that doesn't make sense to me that he doesn't play in the fourth. Well, quarter. yeah, if he had reaggravated it, then that then that don't make sense because he only played seventeen minutes. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, remind, me how, the, remind me how Vando uh, got injured. Was it like a like a calf or something like that, or am I what what? It's it, like an adductor. I don't know what the fuck an adductor yeah, is. Yeah, it's like your hip. Uh, I, I've looked. I looked it up, but I I couldn't tell you. It's interesting. All right. Yeah. So he didn't reaggravate it, and they just took him out at any sign of um, discomfort. That's what I'm. Well, I think like a real reason he didn't play in the fourth quarter, and that has to be the injury because there's no reason he should have shouldn't have been out there. Yeah, I think at times there's that we'll be okay without Vando, but like this was a game we definitely needed him with their, with Kuzma and Porzingis. He's got to be guarding one of those guys. Well, I feel like we could have had um, Walker Kessler out there on the, on the court. Did yeah. Did the game early, too? Did Sexton leave the game early? No, he just he just pulled. No, yeah, they put they put Conley in at, like, the six-minute no, mark. They, they said that he walked back to the locker room. Oh, for real? No, dude. Yeah. I didn't know that On the Washington Wizards broadcast. Well, you said yeah. they said what? That Sexton walked, walked back to the locker room? I mean, if that's the case, then okay, but... Yeah, because I, I feel like Sexton, THT, and Beasley should have been the guards finishing that game. I know that, that maybe we're a little bit undersized, but they were yeah, giving us all the I think juice. Sexton should have closed that game out. I, don't, I feel like um, a lot of our close games is because Lowry is not getting the ball. Yeah, Lowry, Lowry had a. He needs to get the ball. He had an abysmal game. Uh, uh, let me see. They showed the stats when Coach Hardy was talking, I, I believe. He had like four points in the first half and two rebounds or something. So he finishes the game with five rebounds, 17 points. Uh, So 14 of those came in the second half. But, yeah, he was a negative. It's about seven times I've seen in that game he had mismatches. Yeah. Where he he had complete control and he did not get the ball. Yeah. uh, Yeah, he didn't. He stopped doing that shit. The guards, the guards. There's certain spots in the game where the guards just go a little ISO crazy when he has a mismatch and it makes no sense. 
Yeah. Yeah. He, out of the entire team, he was negative 23, the worst of the entire team. And he, honestly, he just needs to toughen up. There was one time he had Kuzma in the post and he pump fakes Kuzma. And I was watching the the game with my grandpa tonight. And my grandpa goes, What the hell is he pump faking Kuzma for? Just oh, go. The hook shot? Yeah. And, and, and he missed it. And my grandpa just like, Go, just go dunk it on Kuzma. Like, you're, you're the big guy. Like, be the enforcer. And, I feel like that's the one down downgrade on marketing is he's got to learn how to just turn on a savage mode and go for it and, and I draw think, the foul. I think it's because they did not call, they didn't call two fouls for him where he where he possibly could have got them fouls. Where he's just like I don't know. I think I've, I've seen that a lot. Where where if he miss if if the rest miss a foul call, it'll, it'll probably be like a, another two possessions where he'll just start playing a little soft. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I felt like the refs also didn't want to call too many fouls on Washington. I don't know what the deal was, but it seemed a little lopsided to me. So. Yeah, and, and I'm okay with that because, like, at, at some point, even especially in the playoffs, like, they're not going to call it, and our team needs to learn how to, pl- like Coach said, play through it and toughen up. But let me read you this stat because – as I'm looking through the box score, I know I said that the difference in free throws uh, was what was, yeah, what was the difference in this game? But here, just, just listen to this. Kelly Olenek, zero free throws. Lowry Markinen, zero free throws. Vanderbilt, zero free throws. Clarkson, zero free throws. Uh, Fontecchio only got two minutes, zero free throws. Rudy Gay, zero free throws. Uh, Walker Kessler, zero free throws. Sexton is the only guy that got shot 100% and, and shot four free throws. And he's a guy that attacks the rim. So that's what I'm saying is like our team needs to attack the rim more like Sexton. Beasley, zero free throws. Uh, Horton Tucker also attacks the rim, had six. So out of out of our entire team, three players shot free throws. I'm I'm surprised that number isn't higher when the three point. It seemed like the three point wasn't really happening. The shot wasn't falling. I'm surprised they didn't attack the rim more. Because if the outside isn't working, get go inside. No, the the rim was getting attacked a little bit. Just the rest wasn't being friendly. They they weren't being friendly because there was a couple times where um Jordan Clarkson took it to the rim, no foul. Um, who else? Um, what's his name? What's his name? I gotta look at the basketball. But I mean, the, the the big thing is, you got to make the refs call the foul, right? Like uh, none of our just keep, keep none of our it. none of our big guys got a free throw. Are you shitting me? None of our big guys pump fake someone enough. And if it if it if it means you get a technical for the refs to finally actually look inside and and maybe call a foul, then then so be it. But yeah, yeah. you gotta you gotta you gotta make a play and make it so the refs have to make a call. Yeah, I agree. Like, if, if the refereeing is that bad, you get a technical and fire your team up or fire yourself up, something. But for Conley, to Conley, Sexton, and Horton are the only ones that shoot free throws. That, to me, is... Shit, and a, a, Conley free throw was a technical in the first half. We only had one <laughs> yeah, free don't, throw in the first half. Bro. Yeah, like, so don't, don't count that one for him. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's, like... 
that to me comes down to mental toughness, especially if the three's not falling. Like you've got to dig in, and even if you're tired, be able to get the energy to drive in and take the contact. Yeah, I think the defense was just a little bit frustrating. I mean, I think we finally got it within, uh, I think it was five or six points late in the fourth quarter. And then I don't think anyone was buying in. It was kind of like Jazz last year where, you know, a few players are trying and the rest are kind of just, eh, whatever. I mean, we were we got within like five or six points and then the next play, right down the middle, there's no one there. And it was like, all right, not, that's to me, I was like, all right, the game's over. Like, they're just not. Then it was, you know, went up to nine points again, then it went to ten points again. And I was like, all right, this is just not going to happen. Yeah, I, I felt the same way. I, I think I was holding on to hope because these guys have pulled through in so many different games this season. I was like, ah, maybe they can figure it out, but they, they just didn't. Um, we've got a few comments. I'm trying to get to them. The oh. main problem, the, the main problem was, um, like I put in the comments, is that um, our two weaknesses were the Wizards' point of emphasis this game, which was getting out on the fast break and then our paint defense. Yeah. Yeah, and we had no rim protection, especially if you have um, Vanderbilt not playing, and then Walker only played. I don't know, maybe like six minutes. I think I don't even remember him really fifteen. That. that was fifteen minutes. Yeah, That's yeah. This is probably the first game where I was questioning <laughs> Will Hardy in any way, and that would be to why he didn't play Walker Kessler. Walker Kessler more. because he needed yeah. to, he needed to be guarding Porzingis because he's mobile enough to actually guard it. Yeah, and I think Will Hardy has done such a good job up to this point, like. Okay, we'll we'll give you a, a few, but like if this becomes oh, something, uh, most fans will be pissed. <laughs> so let's see. Uh, oh, Armani says, oh yeah, sorry. Beasley played twenty nine, and then it looks like Dallin. You said you took a screenshot of Kyle Kuzma lover. He went to the locker room at the end of the third. I'm guessing that was Sexton. Or yeah, okay, yeah. The, the, the Washington Wizards broadcast talked about it at the end of the third quarter. All I was right. listening to him. Yeah. Yeah, well, before the game, I said, you know, knowing the Jazz, this is one that they'd probably give up, and we'll look back at the end of the season and say, man, that's one we should have won. Um, we've got another one, luckily, tomorrow against the Philadelphia 76ers, which... Uh, that's going to be brutal. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm excited. They can shoot and switch off on. <laughs> Walker better play at least 20 minutes. I'm not even going to lie. You yeah, I think please. that's... Uh, I, I felt like this the last few games, especially with, like, Clint Capella that we were going up against, that Kessler needs to start. And yeah, I, he needs to start. I think that Olenek will actually do better against second units and be more effective. 100%. Yeah, yes. so that's that's the next progression that I'm looking for for this team is Kessler to start. I don't even care if he gets more minutes than Olenek, but he needs to match up with their true centers more often and be in there for rebounding. So. See, but I think the problem is where it lands is that we can't play Vanderbilt and Kessler at the same time. I think there's certain lineups that you might be able to, um, especially if, like, Markkanen's on there for scoring. The The big thing with Vanderbilt is his offense. Like, they weren't even guarding him at points. And if you look at his percentage on the year, he's shooting 50% from the three-point line. So... It's like, bro, yeah. if you're open, you gotta just you gotta just fire those up. Yeah, teams teams would just sag off a of Kessler and Vando if we had them both on the court. So they would, they but would focus on those other three players. Even if even if 
uh, Vando misses those three-point shots, at least they have to think about coming out and guarding him. And then you can, you know, swing the ball around the court or get someone cutting for a a different look. If I'm the other team, I live with him shooting threes, though. Yeah. Well, well, they're going to let him shoot. He's going to shoot four or five of them, hopefully make two of them, and they're going to go, oh, wait. Maybe we should go out and guard him. <laughs> Bro, he's shooting 50%. Uh, like, shoot shoot until you're below 40%. <laughs> that's, that's, my, that's my take. Right. No, I agree. I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm so hesitant with because like, he's not, wasn't a good shooter before, so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're well, going to make him a good shooter, dang it. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what he's he's slowly just like he's got some confidence with his fifty percent. So if he feels like, hey, you know, I, I need to pass the ball, um, I'm okay with that if he becomes a better three point shooter. But at some point, it, it affects your offense. I felt like it affected it a little bit tonight, as far as you know, one guy in the middle of the key, and then he's dribbling around trying to hand it off to somebody or find somebody to pass it to. Like, if you're not going to shoot the three, then at least drive really hard at the guy that's sagging off of you and draw a charge or make the other guy foul you. Uh, yeah, I just don't know how good of a ball handler he is. Yeah, he's not. He's not a good one at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, we got, we've got another game tomorrow, so I'm going to end this because I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Armani, uh, appreciate you jumping on. And uh, we do this before and after every game, so feel free. If you want, I can uh, add you to our little private text message. I, I send out alerts. But uh, every time it seems like we – yeah, it's, it's fun. Every time we seem like we get new, new people in here talking and uh, growing this community. So um, if you miss one, uh, we've got the podcast too. I record all these. So Go follow at Jasketball um, on Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever you listen to podcasts on. And we will see you guys 30 minutes before tip-off tomorrow against the Philadelphia 76ers. They are currently beating down the Atlanta Hawks, 89-62. to Let's see how much time's left. Th- they're in the third, third quarter. Um, Boston looks like it's going to beat Detroit again. The game I had my eye on was at Portland, Portland, Dallas. Dallas has beaten Portland 50-33 in the second quarter. So we'll see you guys uh, tomorrow. Leave us comments, reviews on podcast. If you want to join in live on Twitter, uh, at Jasketball. And go Jazz, baby. See you guys.